0: Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, it's another fan episode where you, the fan, come on. and Or in this case, you know, a representative of the fan base will come on and talk about a couple of things that's been on the uh, mind of the collective fan base. And that is DeJounte Murray. Congratulations to him making the All-Star Game. How do feel? How do, how do fans feel about that? Um, are they okay with uh, Adam Silver now? They could be wearing Draymond green jerseys now moving forward. We'll get the uh, pulse of the fan base on that topic as well as the trade deadline today is it. The Spurs could make a move if they wanted to. Historically, they don't. But what do Spurs fans want to see happen today with it being NBA trade deadline day? I am joined by a familiar voice here at Locked On Spurs, Danny Sandoval. Be sure to follow him on uh, Twitter at Danny Sanders 80. Danny's. it's been a while, man, but, man, talk about schedule conflicts and this this, and that, but, hey, at least you're here. It's all that matters.
1: It has been too long. I was starting to get a complex, Jeff.
0: You're back. It's all that matters.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, Zach almost took your spot again. Your boy, Zach, almost did it again.
1: We really need to do the, uh, the buy or sell where that was he and fun. I are on yeah. it together. It was really, really yeah. fun. I think we really yeah, need to get that one. going again.
0: Yeah, the I definitely agree with you there. I'm thinking like maybe after the rodeo road trip, yeah, at least we have. Well, you know that what?
1: About that—that that would be good. And I mean, let's just let's just kind of break some news right now. I mean, I think the last t- the, the last two times that we have talked during no, I'm sorry, not the most recent two times, but mm-hmm. there's been two times already where you and I have done a pod. And I remember the first time it happened. It was last summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty Patty Mill signed with the Nets, so we had to we had to throw mm-hmm. that pot away. So we we yep. couldn't use it. And then last month we did a pot. That's yes, right. It was, it was it was the whiskey night whenever the whiskey. I had two yes. old fashioned.
0: I remember and that. And they
1: they made the trade with Bryn Forbes. So <laughs> I'm already I'm already sensing a pattern here. So thank you, or I mean Spurs Twitter can thank me already for the fact that Spurs probably are going to make a move today now because you and I are talking.
0: You know what? What is it that that always happens? You know, let's just say you have to go to the bathroom or you have to go check the mail. Something ra- random like that is going to happen to a lot of Spurs fans. And that's when the Spurs will make a move, when everybody's not yeah. anticipating it. It's when it happens. That's been the Spurs M.O. But we'll definitely talk about the Spurs ahead of the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, so let's dive into this fan episode right here on Lockdown Spurs. Danny, the big news, a little silver uh, lining on this otherwise record-wise down season for San Antonio. That is DeJounte Murray. Uh, got selected as the uh, replacement for dream on green on the West all-star squad. He'll be representing San Antonio said he cried uh, when he got the news pop dropped it on him and that he even took time to reflect on his journey from being passed over in the draft because of his uh, checkered background and uh, to now H- how were Spurs fans uh, feeling about his selection once it was uh, public euphoric. I
1: think that's the best word. Um, that's kind of the, the the buzzword of the of, of uh, here lately with the uh, with with the the show euphoria. You know, I mean, it. I think you hit the nail on the head. It is definitely a silver lining to an otherwise um, down year. Um, but everyone's thrilled. I mean, what, save and except for the general for the, for the normal two or three or four people that always kind of mm. just. Um, always have something negative to say. But, I mean, er- everyone's thrilled. We're all happy for DeJounte. It's one of those things where we drafted him, what, I think it was back in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've seen him grow from get out of Washington, uh, not really knowing, hey, I mean, I don't know what we're getting here. I think we've all kind of heard about his checkered past. We've all kind of heard about things that, that maybe have uh, been a part of his past. And I mean, I think he's even said himself, like, oh, yeah. no one ever, no, no one really knows the full story. And I think he, mm-hmm. I don't know, he, he kind of hints sometimes, like at, at some point, I don't know if it's going to like be like a, a lifetime movie or something, but he kind of hints that, that maybe that one day he'll kind of release something mm-hmm. or write a book or some kind of like yeah. expose. Yeah, about he's, what he's
0: hinted that uh, he was hanging out with the wrong crowd out in Seattle. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to see him go from there to drafted by the Spurs to, uh what what I think it was uh two years ago now where he lost an entire year with that ACL injury, recover mm-hmm. and then come back and really be as good as ever and, and and as good as I think some of us thought he'd be uh this good. But um it 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 really is just one of those stories that um it really warms your heart because I mean uh I'm kind of late on the Ted Lasso train, so I started <laughs> binging it uh here recently. Um, it's so funny. I mean, I really do feel like they could have, I mean, they, they really could have dragged the storyline as far as just the way Ted sees life and the way he sees the team and team building and, and the game. They really could have dragged a lot of that from Greg Popovich. I mean, you, you've heard yeah. him before say, I mean, that, that there's bigger things in basketball and it's about, um, it's about being a good person and, and, and doing good things off the court. And that's what you hear from Ted Lasso. And I mean, I I know I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to hear Greg Popovich uh, reveal that news to to Dejounte Murray about him right. making the All Star team. That would have been just um, a, a great uh, a great cap to mm-hmm. to a really um, exhilarating last uh, four or five years for him. That 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 you, uh, that really is great.
0: You you mentioned a little while ago. I found interesting that there were some segment of the Spurs fan base that were, you know, kind of down on the selection. Like, did I hear that right? Like, yeah, like you know, I mean, They were not celebrating it. I mean, that, that baffles me in <laughs> <that's> an otherwise <laughs> down season. Why not celebrate one of the rare good things that have happened uh, in twenty one twenty two?
1: I almost think it's a kind of just a, a stick now. And you know what, if anyone gets stick, I get stick
0: because I,
1: I'm all about stick. Right. But, Here's the thing. Um, at some point, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to to, <laughs> to rejoice, and it's okay to celebrate the wins and and celebrate the little things. And yes, I know we're not a contending team. I know that. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're we're staring down the barrel of a of another year where we're going to miss the, the playoffs. Probably going to be a lottery pick again. I'm I'm hoping a high lottery pick. I mean, I, I'm hoping. Uh, I think I projected this Rotary Road trip going one and eight. I think uh, is what mm-hmm. I what I had, had mentioned. I got them at so, two and six. Two and six. Okay, so yeah, so, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be one and eight. Then it would be one and seven. So
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: you're a little bit more optimistic than I am, but I had actually counted that Pelicans win or that Pelicans game as a win, but I'm not so sure now. I mean, yeah, I'm the not Pelicans sure. Either, are looking anymore. little now, little better. So now now with we we'll CJ McCullum
0: on board, yeah, that changes things. Yeah. They always he always kind of gave him gave us
1: a problem. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be playing right away because of his injury, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, we could be staring down the barrel of an offer on this ro- on, on this rodeo road trip. So yeah, we all know that we know that they're not competing. We know that they're not going to be a title contender for the foreseeable future. But welcome to the NBA, right? I mean, outside of two yeah. or three or four uh, charmed teams uh league wide um no no one competes for titles every year like we did for the better part of 22 years right so now 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 we're in the the basement the cellar of the, of the league now so this is kind of what fans do all right whenever whenever we're not competing for playoff positioning or or for for titles we can celebrate whenever the best player on our team the guy we drafted the guy we've developed and seen grow from um, a skinny little kid from Washington, from Seattle, Washington, we can celebrate to see him get get in an all-star team, especially because for him, I mean, he's so passionate about it. I think he said in that interview the other day, I mean, he wanted this. And, yeah, he kind of downplayed it at, at first whenever he wasn't selected the first time around. He kind of said, hey, I mean, that's just kind of San Antonio. I mean, the media, the media doesn't really look over here. But right. I think he recognizes that um ultimately and you've heard him say this before, ultimately, um, he just wants respect. He wants respect. Mm. He wants to be able to look across the court and know that whoever he's facing that day, whether it be Chris Paul or Jalen Brunson or Luka Doncic or whoever, that they know they're gonna have a that they're gonna be in for a hell of a fight that night because they're right. facing DeJounte Murray. And I think he has that.
0: I, I look at how the fan base reacted overwhelmingly. It was celebration, you know, and it wasn't just San Antonio. It was just across the league, LeBron James, uh, Draymond. I know, I know, Clutch, I get all that. But nevertheless, Jamal Crawford, Zach Levine, uh, DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> the list goes on and on. And how many of his peers outside of the Spurs team were celebrating uh, his selection. And that's what he wanted. You hit it in the nail. He wanted that respect, that that look like you said look across the table hey those are the those i am among these guys so good on murray i think overall the fan base celebrated it but you know danny are 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 spurs fans gonna be cheering for draymond now wasn't it too long ago he was like considered one of the uh, enemies on the enemy list now he's getting celebrated danny BetterLine has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs, right into the big game in just a few short days. BetterLine.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetterLine has up-to-the-minute info on prop and college foot, hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with real-time live updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season better line where the game starts
1: you know you know i'm always one that hates to toot my own horn but um i i kind of want to feel like i'm a little bit ahead of the curve on this one i think i called about two or three years ago um draymond kind of started to 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 give me a little bit of the warm and fuzzies because yeah I hate him on the court and especially whenever we're facing him, uh, whenever we're really good and whenever we're really competing with the Warriors for best record and whenever we faced them in the playoffs back in 2017. Um, so yeah, whenever we play him on the court, he's a dog. And I mean, I, I, it's like, it's one of those, he's one of those players that you love to have him on your team, but you hate playing against him. But I think early on, especially with the Warriors team, and I'm pretty sure this is a Steve Kerr influenced, uh uh part of their culture. Draymond does it, Steph Curry does it, Clay Thompson I think does it uh almost just as much as, as Draymond does. They really revere and respect the Spurs culture. They 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 have said multiple times just how I mean I think Clay Clay even during the time that he's been off, he mentioned Tim Duncan several times during his um IG stories or, or post mm-hmm. or something just talking about how, I mean, he understands now, I mean, the importance of taking care of your body. And Draymond has, has I mean, really has just um, uh, rained down praise on pop and the Spurs culture. And I think that they know that because they were in the eye of the storm for, what, the better part of four or five years. They won their first championship in 2015. they They won it again in 2016. No, no, no. They won in 2015. They won in 2016. They lost in 2017, and then wait, am I getting that right? No, no, they won in 2015. They lost in 2016. That, 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 that's when they when LeBron won. They won in 2017. Um, and They lost in 2018, right? Or I'm sorry, they won. Um, yeah, they lost 2018. But anyway, you you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. they, they 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 were they were at the top of the league for the better part of four or five years, and that was a very small little window. Even though, I mean. Now looking back on it, I mean they were probably one of the more dominant teams we've ever seen in the history of the league. Um, but they understand how hard it was because every night they got the best they got their the other team's best shot. They got the other team's uh, uh, best game, and they knew they had a target on their back. Think about that and multiply it by four. I mean. We were we were we were on top of the league for 22 years and yes I know we didn't win the championship every 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 year we won it five times but we were there we were always competing we were always we were always in in uh, in the mix and people knew teams knew whenever it came to the Spurs we were going to be in the top 3 or 4 of the league and we were we were going to be there at the end saving except for a year or two. Right. So they understood how hard it how how hard it was. So yeah, I mean I I think a lot of people are excited about hearing Draymond Green really advocate for De, for for DeJounte to, to get named to the All Star team. And kudos to um to um um Adam Silver for for making mm-hmm. that call because I think he probably could have chosen what Anthony Edwards. I think he was another one that was uh, on on the table uh as well as uh let me see who else who else was there Anthony Edwards and uh, Jaren
0: Jackson was a possibility Jaron Jackson yeah and Anthony uh, Davis I mean,
1: there were there were teams oh well yeah i guess i mean that yeah. that really would have pissed off a lot of yeah. first fans but there were teams that had better records and there were players that had just as good a year as DeJounte is having but I think um yeah kudos to him for choosing DeJounte because I think league wide like you mentioned uh he really received a lot of support and it, a mm-hmm. lot of people wanted to see him named to the all-star team. He's likable. He, he he seems to have a lot of friends around the league which is nice to see for the Spurs. I mean, I think the last time we had that with with anyone with any Spur was what Tony Parker uh, whenever it seemed like he was friends with all, all all the all the other players. But um, yeah, it, it it was really really good to see, uh, very very uh, exuberant and uniting time there in Spurs Twitter, right. which is rare.
0: Yeah. So Danny will be wearing a Draymond Green jersey at the AT&T Center.
1: Uh, I wouldn't go that far.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't,
1: wouldn't go that yeah.
0: far. But I mean, I definitely
1: respect and appreciate him, and uh, I I think I was the one advocating a couple years ago. I Man, I really wanted to see Lamarcus traded for him. Because I think that was that was during the time whenever he kind of started that little slow decline. I think he had an injury or two. He was out for right. a week or a couple of weeks or months for the Warriors. And I said, Hey, I mean, call up, call up Steve Kerr and see if they're willing to trade him. And I think there was some buzz around a Lamarcus trade to the Warriors anyway. I don't know if that was mm-hmm. ever really the legitimate, but I would have loved to see Draymond uh, with that team. Um, I think he would have been perfect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Danny Sanders right here on this fan episode of Locked on Spurs, where you, the fan, or in this case, Danny, is representing the fan base on a couple of uh, questions or thoughts that have been on Spurs fans' collective mind. Um, look, you, you know, Draymond Green is also pushing for Keldon Johnson to become an all-star. Again, I get it, the clutch link. There's a pattern here. Y'all see it. But nevertheless, it's still something good to see uh other NBA players uh looking at your San Antonio Spurs, hoping that they'll be wearing that all-star jersey. And, of course, of all seasons, Murray makes it, Danny. That all-star jersey is, ugh, not, it's not good. It's gross.
1: Definitely, yeah. I de- definitely won't be donning that down the street of San Antonio. I mean, I, I don't know who the designer was for that. I don't know who picked that. I, I think, I mean, the best I can I, I can say for that jersey is maybe they're they're trying to do a throwback to I mean this is the seventy fifth anniversary of the league maybe they're wanting to pay homage to seventy five years ago whenever the mm-hmm. jerseys were drab and boring, but yeah it, it was not not a good look I, I I don't know what
0: they're thinking with that one I I, I wonder if Spurs fans will get that jersey just because of Murray's is Murray's first you know there's there's you know, something makes you think that that'll happen. It probably will. I mean, yeah,
1: I, I think I've seen like two or yeah. three Spurs fans already kind of calling out, like, "Hey, when's the de- Dejounte Murray All Star jersey about to drop?" But I mean, yeah, it's de- it's you know what? It's definitely not the 1996 All Star jersey. I'll just leave it at that.
0: No, definitely is not. All right, another uh, topic that's on the Spurs fan uh, mind is uh, what today is. It's NBA trade deadline. Spurs already made a move. They traded uh, Brent Forbes to Milwaukee. All-star so all star Brent done. Forbes. All star Brent Forbes. Right? Yeah, my colleague over here <laughs> at Ken's Five, Joe Reinagle, proclaimed him as an, all-star, as an all star, as an all star ahead of the season. Joe was a little. Off. I was on that episode when he made that. Oh, I, I remember. Just, yeah, I remember that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember just there, like, okay, <laughs> I think I was. You know, what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna just check myself. So I'm gonna just be safe. Say I was not. But I remember uh, they were watching it, and just my mouth just dropped. But, hey, he's no longer a Spur. Um, let's start off with the obvious. Um, again, big, big disclaimer here, listeners. This is recorded before the end of the trade deadline. So, obviously, something could have happened between now and then. So, you know, just roll with it. Um, that young. Let's start off with the, that. Uh the obvious guy that could not be wearing a Spurs uniform after today. But as of this recording, there's been rumblings, you know, oh, you know, uh, you know, this team, Phoenix wants them, and, and this other team wants them, and the Spurs shut down this deal, and blah, 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 but still nothing happened. How bad would it be if the Spurs buy out that young, another player they brought bought out? Looking at Damari Carroll or Marcus as most recent ones that Young will go into that pile if he does get bought out and not even anything comes in return from that DeMar DeRozan deal, Danny. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure endless lines? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliable for every customer, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
1: It wouldn't be great. I mean, it's one of those things where um, they're kind of getting a little bit of a reputation. I think. I mean, some people want to downplay it. Other people want to trump it up. I'm kind of there in the middle. It's like, hey, you know what? I mean, I think agents and players kind of know where this organization is right now. But you know what? Here, here's my thing, and this is kind of the the, the weird, the weird uh universe of the NBA and GMs and trade trade rumors. It's funny because I mean. Think of it this way, right? Brian Wright calls you up, has your cell phone number. You get a text or get a call. Say, "Hey, let's talk a deal. We want to maybe ship away that young." If I'm the GM on the other end, am? Aren't I thinking like, I mean, I like the team I have, and I like my pieces, and maybe I might, I don't know, buy buy or, or, or wave off wave wave a contract here in a week or two. And just pick up that young on the waiver wire. I mean, that's kind of what I would be thinking if I'm GM, right? If I'm, if I'm the the, yeah. the GM on the receiving why, end of that. Why, of that, why
0: that, would that, I? Why cool. would I flip some of my assets, young players or draft picks, for a player that?
1: Exactly. If yeah. I just
0: play my cards right, I I would just keep all what I got and just get a bidding war going with other teams interested in him.
1: And that's and and that's really that's really what it comes down to, right? Because I mean, we're not naive to think that. That Thad Young's agent is not out there talking to other teams and being like, "Hey, um, we're we're really feeling like we're going to get bought out here in a week or two. Uh, we're going to put some feelers out, and there's probably already some backdoor machinations getting made as far as like where Thad is wanting to go or where he might be interested in going. And obviously, there's some some positioning and some posturing and some leveraging. And hey, I mean, this is what we're looking at because at the end of the day, it is about money, and I, I, I know." In addition to money i mean dad wants to win he's he's definitely a veteran and he wants to to go to a winning team but i mean i i don't see a scenario where he gets traded on his own maybe as a uh as as as, as a piece to a bigger trade sure i can see him and maybe derek white or another spur getting traded, maybe Jakob. I mean, I don't know, but I don't think we're going to be that active. I really don't. I think, no. I think that the only move that we're going to make was the Bryn Forbes move. And I, mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen, and 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 here's here's the thing. And I'll actually agree with the Spurs organization this time because I can see it. We're already almost three quarters of the season, right? Maybe a little bit more, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit less, give or take, muscle right? Now, so yeah. okay, so so here's the thing. We know we're not making the playoffs. We know we're probably not going to make even the play-in game. And that's fine. That's cool. DeJounte Murray made, De, De De, De, De made the all-star team. We've seen Devin Vassell take a leap. We've seen Keldon kind of take a little semi-leap. I mean, definitely disappointing he didn't get that three-point shooting invite. But mm-hmm. to see his shooting stay the same way, it has all pretty much all throughout the year. That's been a revelation. We've seen Jakob improve. We've seen some subtle improvements, definitely not 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 in the way of actually making a jump to the playoff picture, but we've seen things happen we've seen some growth, we've seen some developments we've seen hey, these are our awards these are our our, our positives these were we're strong at so let's go ahead and let's just hope for the best and see where the dice roll or rather the ping pong balls roll. And hopefully we'll get a top three or four pick and maybe we can get somebody like Jamar, like Jabari Smith or Bonchero uh, or even Ivy, I think is what, what I've, I've been seeing uh, recently. Not a big Chet Hol- Holmgren fan still, unfortunately, but I think that they're going to do that rather than trading away an asset. Cause you know what? Um, Derek White has stayed remarkably healthy this year. And that's been a, that's been a positive. That's been a huge positive think what I think for for the uh, the first month or two of the season kind of started off in a little bit of a slump but he's kind of slowly worked his way out of it his three-point shooting I don't know what happened to that I mean I I think in the past it's been really dependable this year not so much but on the defensive end this year especially he's really uh shown his bona fides as far as far as being able to show hey I mean I can guard point guard two guard small forward I mean whoever Throw him at me, and 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 I I can do uh, an elite job, and he's really good at that. And you need that on a team uh, if, if if you're going to want to win eventually. So, unless there's just a drop dead offer that you're going to actually trade for a game changer, and I, I mean looking across the NBA landscape, that's not really even going to happen. I really wasn't even that too wasn't that thrilled with the, with with the Sabonis trade and that rumor about the Spurs looking at. It's a bonus yeah. trade because I mean, here's the thing: um, for as good as Sabonis is, I mean, he wasn't taking the the Pacers anywhere. The Pacers weren't going to make the playoffs with him. So I mean, I get like, yeah, I mean, but just consider if it's Sabonis and Murray. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I just didn't see it. I didn't see it. I mean, I I I'm I'm sure like, yeah, I agree. He's a great player. I just didn't see that that was still going to propel us anywhere past where we are right now. It might have, yeah, won us a right. f- few more games, obviously, because uh, talent wins games at the end of the day. But it's not going to get us to where we want to be. Not to where, uh, if we play our cards right and we keep our assets now, and if things roll our way and Lady Luck decides to um, to uh, uh, shine her light on us once again. Maybe we get a high draft pick, top three pick, and we end up with something better. So um, that's kind of where I'm at on that whole NBA trade deadline.
0: Yeah, I, I you know the Spurs fan base, I'm assuming, are expecting nothing to happen. I think that's what's going to happen. Maybe a minor thing after the deadline ends, you know, the waiver wire. But you look at the position by position, they're set at point guard, so you can pass on that, you know, unless, you know, like you mentioned, a big old offer comes their way. Um, but Jakob Hurdle's name has been popping up in reports. Um, you know, the reportedly the Spurs shot down an offer, uh, would include like a first rounder and uh, something like that. And you know, not enough. The Spurs may be trying to sell high. I get it. Jakob is one of the best centers in the league. But when you look at it at the end of the day, Danny, Spurs fans, it's gonna be another quiet day.
1: I think it's fun to talk about, right, because I mean we're we're in the mix, it's like one of those things where um it's fun to play what if but yeah i I think by and large, most Spurs Twitter knows what the deal is we they 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 know we don't really do deals other than obviously the Bryn Forbes deal, but when was the last time we did anything before then, right It was back in twenty fourteen when we traded for legend um oh gosh, what's his Austin day Austin. Austin Day, there we go. Of course, we we, we traded Nando colo for him, which I mean, looking back, who, who turned know,
0: into DeColo, uh, think, a, a damn good player, a really know, good over, player, yeah, o- yeah, at least overseas, like in the Euro in the Euroleague, he's like he's like freaking Kobe and Jordan and LeBron over there. Uh in Do the, you remember, the NBA do you, He had a decent. Do you out- remember,
1: do you remember whenever I mean first off that was a, that was a weird team whenever you first think about it that 2012 2013 team especially in the beginning but do you remember I think it was like the first month of the season Stephen Jackson came out and he proclaimed that Nando De was like the next Manu Ginobili like he, like he was like little I Ginobili that. Yeah and I mean he passed he really like did, him a little like, bit yeah Yeah I mean he 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 he, he had that 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 flair about him at times obviously he was inconsistent I think um pop kind of popped him a little bit as far as just the way that he manages minutes and the way he didn't really trust him. And I think I want to say that Nando probably thought that maybe Tony Parker would kind of maybe be in his corner a little bit more. And I don't know mm-hmm. how much that did or didn't happen, but uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously didn't make it here, but yeah, I mean, he's tearing it up in the, in the Euro league.
0: Yeah. But, you know, circling back to the Spurs and trade deadline and what shaping up to be a quiet, you know, day for Spurs today. And, you know, again, the only one that you can possibly point at is that young. If somebody, if another team does say, okay, Spurs, what do you want? Here's a couple, I mean, a couple second rounders, a second rounder, just something, just something because, you know, they're going to be left empty handed after the DeMar DeRozan deal. That's it. That's all they'll have. Is Dad young is last, that's it. And he's likely not going to be a spur after today.
1: And you know what? Um Let's just, let's just kind of use this time to kind of like just uh, uh, not a moment of silence with that yet. Cause obviously he's not dead, <laughs> but I mean, uh, let, 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 let's just give him some, some, some kudos a little bit. I mean, he came in as a veteran that um, probably knew the deal way back in the summer. I mean, obviously I think uh-huh. he was blindsided by that bulls trade. He, he, he'd mentioned before that the bulls kind of told him that he didn't really have to worry about a trade. And I mean, he, he ended up getting traded and whenever he got traded here, I think he probably thought maybe in the beginning, like, Hey, I mean, maybe I might be able to play some spot minutes here, spot minutes there. Uh, not really maybe knowing the deal that we've ha- been having the last couple of years, as far as being very he- uh, veteran heavy, uh, veteran laden mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of just wanting to open up the door a little bit for our young guys, but kudos to to him for for being positive and for maintaining integrity and uh, professionalism and really just continuing to be a part of the team i mean whenever you're there at the game it's funny because he's the last one there before all the players go on the court uh usually the, the the guys dap each other up and they'll dap each other dap the assistant coaches and pop and dad's there at the very end, right before the, right, right right before you hit the court, and he has a couple of words of encouragement to say to every player. And it's one of those things where he really has shown um, just what a good, genuine person he is. Uh, and 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 knowing, like, hey, he knew. I mean, probably fifteen, twenty games in at that point, he wasn't going to get any time. He knew the deal by that point. And yeah. I mean, he he still maintained. Um, a level of of professionalism that, I mean, it would not have been rare. It would not have been uh, surprising, especially in this day and age, had he threw a fit and pouted. And sure, he kind of talked a little bit on some podcasts. Yeah, he he
0: did. He did make the media circuit early in the season saying that it's not a right fit, that he he wants out. He made a little bit of a – even, I mean, in a rare time with Spurs uh, media – you know, was vocal with the media, the local media, uh, getting it out yeah. there too. So, yes, uh, I mean- but yeah, he, cal- he calmed down, which makes me think he's on his way out after today.
1: Oh yeah, no, he, he for sure is. And you know what, God bless him. I, I, I hope he finds uh, a team that's able to utilize him, and I hope that they go far and I hope he gets titled because, um, he really has shown uh, a lot of professionalism and integrity here and you got to respect that. And sure. You know what? At the end of the day, they're athletes playing a boys' game, making multi-million dollars a year, and it must be nice, right? But not everybody takes that attitude. And I mean, whenever you see you see someone take that attitude, um, you kind of have to tip your hat at them.
0: Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, and and, and you know, outside of the, a possible fad deal, uh, or in this case, probably a buyout. Um, yeah. I mean the Spurs are gonna go to war the rest of the season with the team and I get it. You know, if they're developing this team, um looking individual grow- growth and team growth, a major move like trading away Jakob, trading away Derek White. Um, you know, would, would shake up that path they have ahead for the development. Now, my the one guy I'm keeping an eye on is Lonnie Walker. You know, he's in an expiring deal. That, you know he he's going to enter a restrictive free agency after the season. He could possibly walk away from San Antonio without the Spurs getting anything in return if another team throws something at him and the Spurs say, like, "Oh, fine, I don't want to match." You think you think the Spurs should try to move him ahead of the deadline today? You know,
1: it's funny you bring up Lonnie um, as a former, as the former number one Lonnie Walker fan on Spurs Twitter. I mean, I I think. I don't know if you followed me before on previous podcasts. Whenever I had did a podcast with Alfonso De Quan, but I I think on that podcast I actually mentioned that if Lonnie gets everything together, that if he puts his head together, his talent. I mean, he could be an all-time great player. I think I may have even thrown out a number, maybe fifteen. I don't know. But anyway, um, Lonnie has disappointed me this year. He really, really has. Um, he just has not. He's not put it together the way I thought he would, and the way I think a lot of us thought he would. Uh, and I think it, it's funny. I even mentioned over the weekend whenever we played – who did we play? We played the Rockets last week. And it. <laughs> I think it took me until the third quarter to realize, oh, you know what? Lonnie Walker is not playing. Where Where's Lonnie? I didn't see him <laughs> on the bench. I didn't yeah. see him in the game. He wasn't checking in his normal time. And I, I even posted I said, you know what? It's probably not a good look. It's probably not a good uh, – a good deal that I'm barely noticing that Lonnie is not playing uh, in the third quarter against the Rockets now. And some people gave me grief and they're like, well, I mean, it's the Rockets. I mean, what do you expect? But you know what? I mean, whether it's the Rockets or whether it's the, the, the Suns, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, that just kind of goes to show that whenever he's on the court, I mean, maybe one out of every what 15, 17, 20 games, He'll make a strong immediate impact, like that, like like the game against the Nets, right? I mean, he came in and he scored the Spurs' first what, like twelve or thirteen yeah. points or whatever.
0: Or well, the way he finished so, against yeah. the Jazz yeah. to you know get the win in, in Utah. Yeah,
1: yeah, back back in December, whenever he scored over Gobert. So I mean, on 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 those nights, you notice whenever he's there, but that's like one in a blue once in a blue moon. And I mean, for who it is that we projected him to be, or who we thought he was, and for the way that he kind of presents himself right i mean because we all still remember that video clip from the summer and that that whole like we saw dis we, we saw the disrespect and we're going to act accordingly you know what you really haven't at, acted accordingly i mean you really haven't shown up you really haven't done what you said you're going to do and it pains me because i mean i even have my kids like who I mean they're they're big lonnie walker fans now mm-hmm. too because i'm i was a big lonnie walker fan and i i've kind of had to already kind of Prepare, prepare the groundwork. Just let him know, like, hey, Lonnie may not be in the Spurs for very much longer. So um, it's one of those things that it's uh, it's unfortunate, and I don't anticipate him being on the team next year. But your question was, should the Spurs try to try to tender an offer? I think they should, but on a very, very, very low contract. I think even initially, I think for his rookie contract, is the 18th pick, right? If I'm not mistaken uh i mean he he probably was what in a range of about what seven or eight million I think- uh, somewhere around there i think less than ten uh if I'm the spurs, I don't offer anything more than twelve yep. i mean anything 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 over twelve is too much for him and um I think you and I have kind of, have kind of discussed it before um he probably needs to go to a team that is not as restrictive not 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 as doesn't have a system that is so I don't want to – robotics not the right word that's so rigid
0: that's you're so rigid. flowing you're flowing like your yeah. warriors like yeah. Your, your, yeah. your your nuggets you know and and I know I
1: know people people are going to listen to that and they're going to think well Danny's criticizing Spurs again I mean no but I think I think that there is a certain rigidity to the Spurs system that doesn't necessarily allow for players like Lonnie to excel and you know what i'll always go back to that one quote that pop had i think it was like within the first week of whenever lonnie was drafted and i always waited i always waited for pop to act accordingly because he said he said back then he said you know what lonnie is one of those players kind of like manu where you kind of have to let them run you know what pop never mm-hmm. let him run pop never did that with him in the very beginning he fettered him to the to, to the to the g league and we saw glimpses, right? And that, we'll we'll never forget that Houston game whenever he exploded and he he won us the game essentially. He's, I think he scored 32 points, and I mean that was the Lonnie Walker that we all kind of saw, and it was tantalizing and it was exciting and it was like yes, this is going to be our next superstar and this is going to be our next our the next guy that's going to elevate us. And we waited, and I think I want to say, and I'm I'm not even exaggerating, I think I want to say the very next game from that Rockets game pop either did not play Lonnie or played him like for four or five minutes. And and I'm I'm not Mm -hmm. even joking. Um, But that's just kind of the way pop does things. And you can't do that with all players. You just can't as much as I love pop. And I mean, he has his faults too. I mean, um, you can't do that with everyone. And I know, I mean, pop's kind of been notorious for, Hey, if I'm going to, yell and, and scream and discipline Tim Duncan, then everyone else, everyone else should fall in line. Yeah, I get it. But you know what? We don't have the big three anymore. This isn't that that, that big three Spurs era. This is a, a, a new team with new players. And I think that from the get, um, he needed to be treated differently. I'm not saying differently, but just differently as far as like saying, hey, you know what? If this guy can't necessarily take it or handle it the way that I'm, I'm, I'm approaching him, maybe I need to find a different way. That was very unted lasso of him,
0: un Ted lasso had a lot of lasso yeah. drops on this episode of Lockdown Spurs Danny, you know what you must I be a really, big fan. You I must really be a really feel, big fan,
1: I really feel behind I really feel behind with that because I know people have been talking about Ted Lasso for like a year now, so yeah i'm 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 kind of just barely catching up with the
0: world now. Uh, We're talking once again to Danny Sanders Right here on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs And uh, he's giving us the fans Thoughts on Murray and All-Star And Spurs today At the NBA trade deadline (laughs) You know what Before we put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs Because we're up against it already I talked to Derek White yesterday And he told me That Among the players Get your thoughts on this Danny that he has Lonnie Walker as a guy that could put on a show at an NBA dunk contest, and his dark horse to put on a show was Devin Vassell. Your thoughts?
1: I agree with that. I mean, we we all know Lonnie can fly. I mean, he definitely has the hops, um, and because of his size, he's not he's not. T- too too tall I think what he's like six four six five yeah so I mean he's not he's not a giant as far as NBA uh, and and the NBA world so I mean he definitely glides I mean he could definitely hang we've seen that like I said with that go bear shot he had so uh he's definitely creative with the dunks I've seen him in pregame uh dunk it up and I mean yeah Mm -hmm. he uh he, he, he can definitely definitely be creative with it um I like the Devin one too because Devin's really gangly he has those long mm-hmm. arms, those long legs. Um, I can see to where, um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily see the creativity with him, but I can see the, the him, like, jumping from the free throw line or being able to jump from, I don't know, 15 14, 15 feet away to where, yeah, that would be pretty tantalizing as far as dunk contests too. Yeah. But you know what? We all know who the greatest dunker in Spurs history was that really never really got to do much of anything at all. And that's Mr. James White from the 2007 uh, Flight, team. White. Flight,
0: Flight White. Flight White. I mean, you know, you he's still uh, playing ball in the Big Three League. Is he? Yep. He's still playing yeah, I mean, basketball in yeah. the Big Three.
1: I remember seeing him. Um, I think he played against the Nuggets that one night. I mean, he pulled out this dunk. And, I mean, I was just amazed whenever he did that. Like, like he literally was flying. And I think even Michael Finley said that he saw some dunks in practice by James White that he never had seen before. So he was really the one. Had Had he been given some more playing time, and I think he only stuck with us that one year, but had he he, he, he uh, gotten some more playing team. time and he he, yeah. he got to that dunk contest, we would have had a dunk championship, or a, a dunk champion uh, uh, right. for the Spurs.
0: Too bad Cadillac Anderson couldn't do it for us back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what? Talk, talk about an it And Johnny movie. Dawkins, too. Cadillac I think this is the
0: those are the oh last two Spurs ever to participate in the dunk contest: Johnny Dawkins <laughs> and Cadillac Anderson. I think Sean oh Elliott God. nearly got an invite, but back then, yeah. um, at least according to Elliott, he said that the NBA wouldn't allow props, and I think um, you're right. that's what he bowed right out. Now. Yeah, But hey, we're done on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. We want to hear from you. What do you think about what Danny had to say about the Spurs fan reaction to Murray? All-star nod as well as the Spurs today on the trade deadline. Let them know on Twitter at DannySanders80. Make sure to subscribe to Locked on Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, Google Play, Stitcher. The list goes on and on. Spurs played the Cavaliers yesterday. So go check out what they had to say loud over at Locked on Cavs about the game between your Spurs and their Cavaliers. So for Danny Sanders, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting on a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.